Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. I'm not used to not being a Facebook jail, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yo, so ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I want to welcome y'all to the Lions Den. And um, we are giving a nice round of applause for this young man finally coming back out of prison. Okay, look, look, look he, he didn't change and, and all this other stuff. Look, he, he still got on his Facebook prison clothes. You know what I'm man, talking about? I did my time. You know did your time, bro. I didn't Lord, do the crime, you know what I'm saying? But I did my time. No, you did the crime. You did the crime. But anyway, listen, real quick, everybody, we want to welcome y'all yeah. for being on. It's going to be a super duper show. If you haven't done so already, hit the share button, all right? This is the place to be. And we're going to talk to you a little bit to explain to you what kind of dynamics it had just transpired. Go ahead, Herm. Yeah. Hey, so we was looking forward to talking to Miss Orlando about uh, child abuse, uh, more specifically about uh, sexual child abuse uh, and how to recognize that and the resources that uh, you need to seek if you are identifying it. And also, you know, if you are a victim yourself, where you can find help that you could talk about, because that is an issue that, uh, it kind of stays in the dark. Nobody really wants to bring it up, you know, and we just kind of keep it bottled up. And uh, not too long ago, Project Pat talked to us about that, that a lot of times he feels like that's a lot of people out there doing all the crazy stuff in the streets. Shout out to Miss Orlando uh, through the, uh, you know, uh, a family emergency. She couldn't come on. Hopefully we'll get her on in the future so we can cover that important topic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But listen, y'all, we're still going to have an outstanding show, a dynamic show. And if you're watching right now, see some individuals on. Did you hit the share button? Hopefully you did. Let us know where you're watching from. Right. It's super duper important to make sure we know that we are touching you and that uh, you're getting this great, great information. Larry, how you feeling, bro? Uh Oh, he muted. Look at him. Go ahead. How long have we been doing this? Bruh. You get muted from your dang on mic and you get muted from the from the freaking thing, man. Don't 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 do me. Anyway, I'm chilling, man. Enjoying myself, enjoying the weekend, grill some yeah. not too long ago, and just relaxing, man. Like a Sunday yeah. should be. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Big Nate, what's going on, man? Hey, look, man. I, I know we got like five, six buttons. All we need, you don't need a hey, That's your thing, man. Hey, that's a shooter nigga oh, thing. You know, this, this, this is my, this is, this is my thing, man. You know, this is my style. So, Yo, how's your weekend you know. going, bro? Man, the weekend is great. Uh, uh, like Larry said, my sister came in town uh, two nights and uh, got to uh, spend some time with her and. You know, enjoy St. Louis a little bit and, and just relax. And that's what it's all about. It is. But hold on, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, shout out to you, Satch. We see you out there, right? In, in town. Hey, living in. But listen, yeah. how about uh how about Nate? How many years? You didn't hit 20 years now for this day? 20 years. How you feel, boy? Hey, you official fisher now. How you feel? Hey, the stress is gone now. You know, we don't we don't cross over that path. So if I'm not feeling it one day, then I'm just gonna hit the man, button. No. You know, in no. more years lingering, right? No, you or your brother, y'all ain't going nowhere, bro. Yeah, it's good. It feels good. That's good, man. Well, look, congratulations to you, man. So look, ladies and gentlemen, we having a discussion. Wait, hold on, what's up? 
You asked me how I'm doing. You just told me to introduce what the problem was, but I can't say how my weekend was going. Bro, man, listen, as long as you've been in there, we know you're okay. free on Facebook. You know, how about this? How about this, man? How about you let us know what was it that drove you to put on that hat and that, that shirt this past weekend? Okay. Hey, you know what I'm saying? If you, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. When I went to a concert, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows about my vocal skill. No. And, I was just trying to make sure that in case Tevin or anybody needs some help or a backup singer, you know what I'm saying? Even though I don't do backup, I would not do it out there, man. Thank God. Yeah, I did give concert, bro. Man, hey, I'm gonna tell you something. If y'all got an opportunity to see them boys from Chattanooga, Silk, you know what I'm saying? If y'all got an opportunity to go see them cats perform, them cats still got it, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At least singer was doing one arm push-ups and still singing on key. I don't Ooh. know how he's doing it. Ooh. The dude from Silk, the little bald head dude, look like Gary Coleman. Hey, that, <laughs> hey, they all, all he's from Nashville, but uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. even know they were still around, bro. But other yeah, than that, bro, bro, hey, they tore the stage up, man. I got to see Tevin Campbell perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still got it too, man. And Keith Sweat bore me to death, so we left a little early. So. Stop oh, it, Lord. right on. Okay, listen, <laughs> look, you're not gonna do that, right? Because <laughs> hey, he might be watching. So look, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, hey, yo, listen. We got a great, great show, y'all. We got a lot of crazy things that's been going on just in the last week, yo. I mean, like, for real. First thing that I do want to touch on real quick, and ladies and gentlemen, y'all let me know if y'all heard of this young man that goes by the name of King, okay? King uh, is uh, T.I.'s son, right? For those that don't know, right? That's uh, Mr. Harris, right? Uh, what's his first name? Expeditiously, right? Uh, Harris. But nevertheless... There's a video of him going live, his son, King, going live in the Waffle House. All right. Just a week ago, he graduated and everything, having a good time. And apparently someone did not put or, or someone chose to put pickles on his sandwich. And he got so mad and irate, he started to cuss individuals out. And and to the point where, hey, you know who I am and blah, 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 and was really getting belligerent. So, ladies and gentlemen, those that's listening, right, y'all let me know if somebody put some pickles on your sandwich by mistake, what do you do, right? Do you have a casual conversation or do you want to get irate about it? What would you think? Herm, what you think, bro? So, you know, me as a 42-year-old man, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I'm going to take the pickles off. Now, look. He's a young dude that lived in privilege. You know what I'm saying? He's used to getting everything his way. You know, mm-hmm. we had not too long ago the affluent driver that ran over and killed a whole bunch of people and got off. They mm-hmm. they diagnosed as a real, you know what I'm saying, like some kind of real diagnosis, right? Right. So I'm not making no excuses for the young man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. T.I. needs to really mentor and talk to him, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. about how the real world works. But it's hard to really just be like, you know, because his dad is the one that really, he grew up in that life. Everybody catering to him. So he probably thought that was the appropriate way to act. Mm. His dad get a hold of him and teach him, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, you don't do this to people. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel you. I feel you. So T.I.'s response was a little out of line to me. But, hey, Nate, what you think, bro? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's an unfortunate situation. It's something that could have definitely be uh, taken you know, uh, into a, a different context, you know, a, a young man that young, you know, um, like, like her mentioned, just have his way living under that privilege. It doesn't give you the right to take advantage of that. You know, like, come on now. I mean, just take the damn pickles off and, yeah. you know, just go on about your business, but you want to sit up here and you want to, 
you know, show yourself and, you know, show how big you are, you know, you're not doing anything. And then not only that or whatever, but think about the people who support your business and your revenue. Come you're on. not where you are because of your talents. You're where you are because of people who support you. Hold on. You and know? keep this in mind. Keep this in mind, too. You where you are because of your father's revenue. You know what I'm saying? Because you really didn't produce nothing. But, Larry, okay. I want to ask you this, man. This is what T.I.'s response was. You know, me and his uncles, we had conversations about how he was to communicate with individuals like that, like short order cooks, short order cooks. Right. There's no reason for him to go back and forth with them. See, some people are just mad at your lifestyle. So they want to attack you. They want to position themselves to uh, come at you. So, Larry, man, what do you think about that, bro? As far as, you know, T.I. saying you shouldn't go back and forth with the short order cook because they mad because you got it like that. I say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Y'all remember oh. T.I. had an incident. Where mm-hmm. he was going off on the security guard about just hitting the damn button because mm-hmm. he paid his mortgage in whatever that uh, community they live in, right? So mm-hmm. I just I happened to hear a TikTok remake of that, and that's what brought this all about. So I'm glad we're mm-hmm. discussing it. But he did have the incident where he felt privileged, and I don't understand the backstory. I'm not going to get into all that. But just his reaction to the security guard, and the security guard was just doing his job, and he was talking down on him like he was a peasant. So, wow. you know, when you see that, as a child, you're like, oh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to be. You know, you start feeling yourself. So, I mean, it's just, it goes back to the simple thing that Nate and everybody else said, don't take the damn pickles off, man. Pull the guy to the, or the gal to the side and say, hey, next time I did all this without pickles, you put pickles on him. You know, I'm allergic, whatever the case may be. But there's a way to handle it with some humility without humility, without being yeah. all crazy about it. And, and especially right. going live. Like, that's the thing that triggers me is everybody's want to go live and live ain't always the thing to do. Bruh, and not just that at Waffle House, bro. Like, really? So look, shout out to Chris. He says, Hey, T I needs to drop the kid off in the dark alley for a few hours. Hey, bro. Told him though, man. There is some truth to what T.I. told him. You know what I'm saying? When you are when you are a celebrity or people know you that has some notoriety, somebody might try to come at you be just because of that. Now that's not something that he needs to share with the world. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's right, something buddy. you need to talk to your son about. Like, look, man, you you growing up different than a whole lot of people. See, I'm not saying that the, the case in Waffle House was based off of jealousy, but there are going to be people that are jealous of him and try him. And he's going to mm-hmm. have to be able to identify that. You know, that's what I mean? true. And handle it. The wrong stuff. Yeah. He just. Yeah, but all, see, all this is sparked off everything. pickles, though. This is all. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it fits this situation, but T.I. gave him some <laughs> good advice about how to maneuver through life, man, because he does have a target on his back. He does. Uh, like and that. another and another thing is, is that, you know, maybe the communication what didn't happen between, you know, the cashier and the cook. Right. You know that if you order a patty melt plate, double the hash brown with everything on it. It's gonna come with pickles. So you don't take yeah, it, you yeah. don't take it off. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I digress. Not, not I digress. One, you know, I don't never I don't never get my Waffle House thinking it's about to be hundred percent correct. You know, that's right. not what I go to Waffle House for. I know something gonna be jacked up. Bruh, like like yeah, right. Now look at the look at the, <laughs> look at the comments. They will fight you. Bro, they don't got nothing we, to do. We've seen the videos of fights in there. Come on now. Videos, bro. And so it's like, yo, real talk, right? That conversation was misplaced. Nobody at Waffle House was targeting yeah, him. That one was on pickles, bro. Right. It, but, but the thing is, is this. It seems as though he was baiting for some. Because as soon as the manager came around, who you? Who that? 
boo 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 and dude was like i'm the manager who are you you know who i am your mama know who i am till i said uh uh uh, happy mother's day bro what are you doing I don't, I don't know the whole story. Like, say, say hey, the phone. what do you really say? Like, hey, you know, y- y- y'all actually put pickles on my stuff, and they went crazy on them, like, first. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? I don't know what exactly happened. I don't give a damn about them pickles. What if they would have said that to them? You know what I'm saying? I don't know how that conversation <laughs> sparked off to sit there and say, they hey, weren't talking over some pickles. I don't you know. You know what? We don't know. What we do know is that it was about. over some pickles. You dig what I'm saying? That somebody wanted to pop off. But speaking of pickles and hamburgers, let's talk about beef, man. What's really Ooh. about beef? Now, now, what you think about this, Big Herm? Hey, 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 yeah. Smash. You know so, so not too long ago, you know what I'm saying? There's a little town called Detroit at the uh, Fox. Hold on, right? wait a minute. Wait yeah, a little town, you know what I'm saying? Wait, wait. listen. Oh, oh, you know, nobody know. really knows about it, you know what I mean? Hey, I think it's somewhere in Michigan. I just came to Parkville and on, almost man. ran through Is it. it I'm not supposed to be going right now. Hold on. Hey, <laughs> I almost blew past uh, uh, Clarksville just by blinking. So, <laughs> can uh, I say, so, let me, what's me? We got me? Hold on for a second. Well, anyway, in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Monique was on stage. You know what I'm saying? Comedian Monique was on stage, and there was some kind of contract dispute, right? But the way Monique handled it, you know what I'm saying, I believe needs to be talked about. Instead of being a professional and taking it backstage with her her, her manager slash husband and promoter to find out what, what, what happened, she decides to go crazy on her co her co-star, the who who was the headliner of the show, DL Hughley calling him all kinds of names, the B word, talking about his wife and, you know what I'm saying, sexually derogatory comments about that. You know what I'm saying? All in front of DL's family deal. They say DL's mama was in the audience. So instead of targeting her frustration after the show, if she's going to even get on and do this, she could have not did the show and they would have been in breach of contract. She still should have got paid if she got the contract she said she had, right? But instead of doing that, she went on stage and made a complete fool of herself and everybody else you know what i'm saying I, I believe she handled that situation wrong she handled that conflict wrong not only that afterwards she went on to her uh instagram page talked about uh dl hughley's daughter uh sexual assault incident uh way back in the day calling dl coward you know using that and then when any when dl responded you know what i'm saying she's like you're attacking black women you know what I'm saying? Weaponizing, you know what I'm saying, black women against him. You know what I mean? How do y'all think, how do y'all feel about the way Monique handled that situation? And how do you think it should have went? What you got, Nate? Obviously, she's been battling some things, right? If, if you notice one thing about Monique, she hasn't been in the spotlight lately. You know, there's some personal things that she's going through that you know we all may not know about or you know she's not getting the assistance that she needs but what concerns me is the fact that she should have went whatever the case may have been and i'm not too you know i'm not too aware of the situation or the scenario she should have went directly to dl and had that conversation and you know hashed out whatever the issues may have been right uh, we've gotten to the point and, and it's and it's kind of sad but we got into the point where you talk when you think about the Chris Rock and the Will Smith scenario, 
right? Like how that was all televised and everybody was able to see it. You know, at a moment's notice, we don't know what individuals are going through, but we have to learn how to communicate efficiently and effectively to one another. So therefore, we're not, you know, putting not only ourselves and our careers, but other people, families and careers in situation, uh, problematic situations. Because it opens up a whole, it opens up Pandora's box, right? And the more and more she continues to do this, the less and less opportunities that she will have moving forward for her. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. What you think? Learn. Yeah, I agree about the opportunities. If you think about Monique, she is her own brand, so to speak, right? So when she speaks and she goes in the public spotlight, she's actually promoting herself. And it's already the issue with Netflix and all how all that came about. And then you got her issues with Oprah, Tyler Perry. Um, she had issues with uh, somebody Lee else. Dan- that Lee, Lee Daniels. Uh, Charlamagne the God as well. Yep. So it's like it becomes a point to where is it an issue with are these individuals the issue? Or is it you? Maybe you need to look at yourself and maybe how you are. I think it's the approach. I don't necessarily think her argument is invalid. I just think it's the approach. You know, when you come in and you're victim blaming or you're trying to be a victim blaming or you're using two or three different uh, strategies to get your point across, it could come come across as, you know, really like, I don't know now. You're kind of coming off a little bit because you're attacking everybody instead of just focusing on whatever that issue is. If it's inequality pay, as far as a comedian versus the male comedians, and let's speak on that. The women's soccer team spoke on and got their point across, and I'm just using it as an example. But if it's an is it is it an inequality thing or headliner thing for female uh, comedians, especially you know I think all this started with Netflix anyway, or is it something bigger? Let's focus on those issues and stop just you know attacking. You know what, man, it's crazy. And and I feel you, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to Chris, too. Chris says Monique is projecting, but there's no excuse for that, regardless yeah. Yeah. what she's going through. Lily Wilson says uh, she is a victim of herself. And I do agree with that because real talk, she's and this is just me. Right. This is just Seth speaking. She is a comedian, but she's not she isn't relevant anymore. The only level of relevance that she has is the beef that she has with everybody else. How about you take that same energy and put it into content, into being funny? She doesn't have that anymore, right? So I think she's fishing, but look how they treat me, y'all, baba, 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 they doing this and this and this. Really? Are they doing this or are you doing this to yourself? And then I think that what she's doing is she's trying to get some level of attention because her comedian status is subpar now. What else is there that she have? Go ahead, Herm. You you hit it right on the head, man. You know what I'm saying? When you have nothing else, you know, you you grab for victimhood status. Mm -hmm. And I I think think her husband, or who she likes to call daddy, has something to do with that. (laughs) That's what she called a dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel kind of anyway, you know. So I think he has something to do do with that as well, because mm-hmm. it's like ever since she got in this 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 weird marriage, she's been falling <laughs> off getting all these. They got like a they live in polygamy. It's open, right? Yeah, it's, it's open, open relationship. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, bro, don't call it weird, man. It's, there's some people that's their thing, that's their mojo. True, true. It's still weird, but anyway, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's just like what, what Lily said, yeah. what Lily said, she's a victim of herself. Mm-hmm. And what you said, Seth, is hit it right on the head. Corey Holcomb spoke about it 
uh, on his show. Ooh, hold on, listen. He went in. <laughs> he yeah, yeah. In. He said that man. He said he must not have the material no more. Bro. And then he said, he said, hey, you better watch out. D. Hell, uh, Hugley White gonna get up there and smack her like Will Will Smith. He <laughs> said, she got, a, she got a head like a wrestler. He ain't she ain't smacking more. Bro, listen, man, no. I cracked it up. <laughs> <laughs> she got a head for wrestling, man. Bro, oh my everything God, for wrestling. And, but I mean, it, it's so toxic though to me, man. It's like really, and, and it's like you're reaching, and it's it's almost like you're burning bridges that you think that you can just continuously walk on. You yeah, dig what I'm yeah. saying? What are you doing? You're not I wonder, hot. Like I wonder that. if he still wants to work with her after all of that, man. Because I'll be very spoke, He came out and spoke positive for her. He supported her, so I guess he still does. And, and you know what? And, and maybe it's just me, Nate. Let me know, or the audience. Y'all let me know what y'all think. I really think maybe 50 Cent still want to, but that's keeping him relevant as well. You understand because there are some low key. Little think about it, there are some low key attention whores out there. You understand? Yeah. Like for example, when the joint went down with um, uh, was it Chris Rock and and Will Smith? Puffy was like, "Hey, listen, they're gonna talk about it right there at my party. Yeah. Y'all make sure y'all come at the party. Right, everything gonna be all white. Ain't nobody talking to that. He low key promoting. You see what I'm saying? But Nate, what you think about that, bro? Man, we we gotta uh, you know uh, look. I'm tired of protecting you protecting one another right you know for chris rock to you know do his thing or whatever okay that's one thing but for dl hugley to come back and if he said some positive things regarding the monique situation we got to stop that that has to stop you know no more and, and my main thing is is that you know whomever her followers are they need to educate her because i'm curious from a standpoint of are you speaking for all women and if so, what are the women saying? No, what they, of- look, they checking her. That's what's oh, happening. Right. They There's her. some women that's not, though, man. There's some women that are really, really riding with her, man. And I feel like I, I feel like those women are sad or easily manipulated. <laughs> Listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, they the ones that, you know what I'm saying, every time something happens, it's because I'm a black woman. Look, mm. Monique, I'm just like you. You know what I mean? No, it's because you don't shut the hell up sometimes. You know what I mean? You <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Everything can't be because of that. You know what I mean? You and that's how Monique act. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All right. So look, those that that can't that can't uh, watch right now. So Lily Wilson says uh, some uh, some supporter just not enough to fill in the venue, and that's another thing too, right? What is what are you doing with your voice? I am a strong believer that our voices, the things that we say, there's power behind it. So what are you yielding? From that, you get what right. I'm saying. You're not, man. Ah, it, it, man, her, you wrong. You're right. You know what? Look, you you still dripping wet from being in the Facebook. Video. <laughs> <laughs> what happened is, listen, look, you wrong, get a whole bunch of feminists after your ass after this. But uh, yeah, hey, I ain't say all. Oh, I say the ones. You know what I'm saying? There's no no such thing as absolute. Mm-hmm. The ones. Some, you know what I'm saying? Most of her followers, you know what I'm saying, that follow that rhetoric, you know, you got to be able to relate to it in some kind of way. Yeah. Everybody's doing Monique wrong. You know what I'm saying? Every time I turn around, Monique is getting done wrong based off of her mouth. You know what I mean? If you feel that way, you know what I mean? And you're the common denominator every time you go somewhere. It's not just because you a black woman or or because of this or because of that. You know what I'm saying? It might have something to do with your attitude. Yeah. And yeah, yes, no. you can have a bad attitude. It's possible. You can. It, 
You were absolutely right. Hey, oh, hey, yeah. them, them Oscars that do that to you, though, man. When you get them Oscars, you get them kind of accolades. You know, like sometimes it just does something to the body, and it just feel like you entitled. I want to Oscar. Oh, you ain't won no Oscar. Oh, nothing. Listen, what you say? You won no Oscar. Man won airman on the quarter. Now he comparing himself to the Oscars. <laughs> what are you talking about, her? I'm talking about Monique right here. No, no, I'm saying, no. how you know? No, the Oscar does turn does it to you, man. I've seen it with Three Six Mafia. They did the same damn thing. Hey, Come on now, black folks don't win the Oscars that much. Listen, you seen the same thing with Three Six Mafia. Come on now, don't throw Tennessee. I want Tennessee in there because we saw what happened after they won Oscars and they got that. That little show on MTV that didn't last half the season because they was pissing on people's lawns and shit. Oh, y'all want to talk about that though? You know, y'all know I know my shit. I talk my shit. Come on, y'all. Don't want to talk about that though. Okay, okay. Oscars don't do that to you. Okay. Y'all, y'all heard about what Corey Holcomb talked about uh, the Parkers? Y'all heard about that? Yeah. I'm going off with Lily Wilson talk about her resume, right? Yeah. You got an Oscar for for playing Precious. Precious Mom. <laughs> Bruh. So when I'm saying it, hold on, hold and on. Then, well, and, then, and then she played in the Parkers where she was just some old Sambo coon type chick. You know what I'm saying? Like chasing after a man that didn't want her. You know what I'm saying? Am I lying? You know what I'm saying? He played over the Precious. Hold on. Hold on. Strong black woman in the hey apparently my mic ain't on he ain't hearing me you saw the craziest of betsy buck man listen first of all okay now we know why you're in facebook jail See, man, I'm telling the truth. Man, I ain't do nothing. Listen, I'm not telling the truth. No, see, see, look, see, 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 even Satchel, you out of line. Okay, but look, real talk. First of all, uh, Larry, you can't compare Monique to Three Six Mafia. Well, they want, they want Oscars. Nope, you can't say that. They want Oscars. Oh, I agree with Larry. They want Oscars. Yes, you can. But look, what I'm saying is. It's not the award. It's not the awards. You understand that doesn't. It's the person. You did what I'm saying. Like for example, you don't see. You didn't see uh, uh, Denzel Washington start turning up and start acting the the the, the way of um, the training guy. Look, King Carl ain't got nothing. Come on now. Denzel a different breed. Man. Different Say breed. what? Denzel a different breed. So well, you talk talking about, about people that overachieved. Then you yeah. talking about people that overachieved. Absolutely. Okay. That's where I was going with this. Maybe Monique maybe we need some mediation, and, man. And three six maybe mafia winning Oscars, you never would have said you saw that coming. Let's keep it one hundred. Same with Monique. I would have been like Monique is an Oscar winner. I would yes. never would have come on now. And, and what I'm saying is that does something to the soul. You can't tell me it doesn't. <laughs> don't 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 tell me it doesn't because you're seeing it for yourself. Oh, she wasn't acting court, like this before that Oscar, bro. She wasn't acting what like this before the Oscar. Yeah, uh, bro, she's always been a cornball, man. Like she hasn't had, she didn't have material then. She just got a good script. You understand? She's not the entitlement for the money piece, though. Is what I'm speaking on. I ain't talking about all right. coon stuff. I'm talking about what she's talking about. She want more money than my boy on Netflix. You know, uh, I can't think of his dang old name right now. Dave 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 yeah, there we go. Come on now, let's keep it up. 
Well, well, look, ladies and gentlemen, look, y'all chime in. Y'all let us know. Who, wait, do y'all agree with Herm? You agree with Nate? You agree with Larry and, and hey. Three Six Mafia? Listen, the so bottom line is we all the same thing. But, but the thing is, is this. It's, it's the energy was out of line, right? Yeah. She's exploiting something that she either A, didn't agree with, and she was attacking the person and not the whole process because he didn't write up the contract. You dig what I'm saying? Look, hey, you see that? Alter car call, huh? See? What's last one? <laughs> but no, real talk. All right, so listen, all of this is happening in June, y'all. Can y'all believe it? All of this is happening in June. So now we're going to transition to what is really Juneteenth about. All right? It's around the corner. So, Big Larry, man, what you got, man? All right, I'm going to hit y'all with this real quick. And I pulled this information just for those that are curious from the Society of Public Health and Education.org. So if you wanna go read up on it, you can. What I'm gonna do is read this strip really quick to explain what Juneteenth is so that I don't mess up anything. So Juneteenth or June or June 19th or Juneteenth is a very important day for the African-American history. Juneteenth or sometimes referred to as Freedom Day is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. This holiday is considered the longest running African-American holiday and has been called America's second Independence Day. It was on June 19, 1865, that the Union soldiers, led by Major General Gordon Granger, landed in Galveston, Texas, with news that the war had ended and that all slaves were free. And then most recently, on June 15, 2021, the U.S. Senate unanimously approved the bill that makes Juneteenth a legal public holiday so that's just a little background information on what juneteenth is i'll be transparent as i told the guys already up until maybe i'm 39 now we're talking probably 35 i've heard this word juneteenth come around and understand what it meant and what it entails other than that i never heard of it so i can't sit here and act like i've always celebrated juneteenth and i won't come on here and pretend that i've done so but I do like where it's going after all the research and reading and things that I've uh, done for this day and understood this, what this day means. It is a celebration. It is something that needs to be celebrated. And for all of us as a community, not just African-Americans, but Americans in general, to understand what the end of slavery meant, because not all slaves understood that they were free. Remember, they couldn't read. They, was, they couldn't write any of that stuff. So the ones that knew they were free got it. But the ones that didn't know they were free still was in slavery 16, maybe 20 years later. So it's important. And I understand and I, and I appreciate the holiday. And, and definitely I'm glad it's a public holiday to where we're going forward. We can at least learn some of the, the accomplishments that happen after slavery. <clears throat> oh, so so big Nate. So my question is to you, what do you think about the progression of the holiday and where and how has it affected you as a, as an individual? See, you, uh, man, you took the words out of my mouth. So, I will, first of all, my, my my mindset is, why did it take so long to become a public uh, recognized uh, holiday? Right. Um, that's that's the first thing that always captivates my mind is, why did it take so long for us to be recognized? You know, in the contributions that we've made, you know, and. And what I mean by country, we, we are the bedrock. I truly, no, no one can ever sit up there and tell me otherwise as an African-American, as, as a black man or, you know, black in general, we are the bedrock, the foundation of this country. I, I just don't see it any, any, any way else. Um, I will say, 
um, I was introduced, I, I'm with Larry, right? I would say this was probably back in 2007, I want to say 2009 era that um, I was introduced to Juneteenth. And, you know, uh, just start reading on it about the celebrations and, and you know, just the just the camaraderie, you know, of, you know, going downtown, you know, we're, we're in Idaho, you know, so going downtown, putting on the large celebration, getting to understand the culture, you know, and the meaning behind it and, you know, where we stand at right now uh, is, is it's important. Right. And I think that we've made significant strides. My mindset is, is that. How do we continue to build that moving forward and getting more and more and more to understand the importance of it? Because truth be told, it's great. Um, it's great that we're recognizing this holiday, but there's still people out there that have that uh, slave mentality, you know, um, and I'm just being real. You know, um, people are still out there that think, you know, that we're, you know, we're below, we're beneath. And um and, you know, we, we have to work through that. We have to continue to work through that. And this is one of them. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. And um, I'm glad you said that, too, man. There are some individuals that don't know. Some individuals don't want to know because they don't care. But then some get highly offended when they see corporations hijacked, hijacked Juneteenth ice cream. You understand? Uh. So, oh, yeah. What you think about that, Her? <laughs> hijacked? I can't get no ice cream on Juneteenth, man, with a little... <laughs> Little, you know what I'm saying? The little no, little what? No, no, hell no, no. You know, no. no, no. no I can get a St. Patrick's Day ice cream. No, hold on. You ain't gonna get a Christmas ice cream or Fourth of July ice cream. No. You ain't gonna get no Juneteenth cup of ice cream with kente cloth going around and say, "Hey, support this Walmart." Kid. No, the problem is, no, it's, it's now a federal. It's now a federal holiday, man. Shut you know what I'm saying? It's no longer local in your backyard with you, with your people. You know what I'm saying? It's not that no more. It's a federal holiday for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when we open the doors, you know what I'm saying? We can't sit there and start regulating who coming in now. Because we open the doors for everybody now. You know what I mean? So now they want to make ice cream. Now, one school was out of line. I, can't, I know you told me to do the research. One school was out of line. They did have a watermelon salad for Juneteenth. Wait, 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 minute, wait. Hold they on. Had a watermelon. I can't remember the city wait, and state. Hold on. Wait, they said refreshing watermelon salad to celebrate Juneteenth. I like, oh, these cats are wild now. That was right there in damn Clarksville. Baby, if you watch it, a hey, comment where, where that uh watermelon salad was at. But all Absolutely I'm saying, hey, if yeah, shout out anybody out there, y'all look and yeah, see y'all want to see about salad. this watermelon. Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, don't do it because that's horrible. You know, it might break the whole damn internet. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is. What see there you go, Indianapolis, Midwest, Indianapolis. Happy, yeah, man, but, that's most that's close to the south. No, no that's close to St. Louis, man. What are you no, talking about? That's close to the that's right there above above Kentucky. Indi Indianapolis is close to Detroit, man. Yeah, that's I'm all I'm saying. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Midwest. Hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, let, let me grab him down from <laughs> what you ain't gonna do. <laughs> They have watermelon salad to Detroit. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's not said, listen. But look, what you think about this though, fellas? So shout out to Sat. Sat. She says, "How do or should you celebrate Juneteenth? How should it's you?" Celebration. It's a day of celebration. You know what I'm saying? It's the day that we recognize the end of slavery, right? 
know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it should be a day of celebration, like Fourth of July, or any day like that. You know what I'm saying? It should. It's not Memorial Day. It should. It's not a sad day. You know what I'm saying? It's the day that we're supposed to be celebrating as a family. Everybody in America should be celebrating. They should. That we ended something tragic and horrible in the United States. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody. It means even the people that, you know, that we're trying to close the doors on, you know what I mean? They should be allowed to celebrate too. Yeah. All right. What you think, Nate? <clears throat> hey, yeah. hey, check it out. You feel like I Ashley? Know. Hey, would you be there uh, smashing oh, that watermelon? Hey, Larry, hey, you see that, right? Yeah, put that yeah, on, I see that. My last name attached to that. I see it. It's for Joe Tito. Bruh, listen, you ain't just going to have a damn cool freeze. I'm just saying. Maybe we should not have made it a federal holiday. Maybe we're not ready for that step. Wait, no, hold on. Go ahead, Nate, man. My fault. I didn't mean to hijack. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all, man. It's that watermelon, uh, you know, that watermelon salad or whatever. Salad. You know, not just plain watermelon. You know. Salad's Hey, but, but I would I would sit up there <laughs> I would sit up there and say you know um, back to Herm's point when you say you know it should be celebrated it should be celebrated you know I hope that everyone is taking it serious right this is our day um, and you know this should be one of the biggest you know celebrations out of all holidays that there are you know that we that you know we have forecasted or that we do celebrate. Um, I just I just hope that we are taking the time to, you know, um, analyze, rationalize the significance behind it and making sure that, you know, we're not only staying educated ourselves, but our children's children are being able to, you know, um, be welcome to this uh, significant event and not lose that history of uh, why we are who we are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And as a matter of fact, man, it made me remember something that I'm actually doing now, right? And being a part of the organization of a Juneteenth event right here in the city. And so I, I would just encourage individuals, whatever it is that's going on in your uh in your ele- uh your 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 city, your environment, whatever, see if you can get involved to A become a part of a celebration see what you can learn see if you can be a part of the things that you want to see she says uh what can be done to celebrate it without stereotypes exactly like for example right so this this is something i really think this is a good good uh good uh conversation what can you do right do you have a damn watermelon eating contest or can you really explain what community looks like in celebrating Juneteenth, bringing cultural culture, excuse me, together by educating, entertaining, you get what I mean, informing, and really, you know, you know, communing. You know what I'm saying, Herm? What you think, bro? First thing you got to do is is identify if you're the one that needs to be putting on the event. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You may have the means, but you if you are not in touch with what's going on with mm-hmm. black culture, you shouldn't probably be putting on the event. Maybe you supplies the supplies your your means to somebody that is in touch that know what they're doing. Help them out, you know what I'm saying, and let them run the event. So we don't have we don't have to give Ashley watermelon salad. You know what I mean? So that don't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, because hey, look, we look, we, we did see that one joint, right? It was three individuals. There was like uh, corporate leaders or whatever, and they was you know Caucasians, right? Non-black, right. right? Individuals, and they're sitting on the panel talking about Juneteenth. Nobody there was of color. You see, what I'm saying it's like, 
what you gonna do? I, they shoot I don't him know. in the faces, but but look who they were supporting, though. You know what I'm saying? I think people missed that part inside that inside that that pamphlet. It's like mm-hmm. all those organizations that that money was going to go towards were mm-hmm. all black black organizations right. in Little Rock, Arkansas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I understand that that optic did not look good. No, you know what I'm saying? Didn't look as for for white folks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Putting on Juneteenth event, but if you look right underneath it, they had something for the black men, mothers, the black community, NAACP. All the money was going to that, and so now they had to scrap that event. And so, the, you know, what I'm saying now that support is no longer there. And now, now see, this is the deal. And and plus, I, I want to give this to you, Nate, because I see you wanted to touch on it. This is the deal. If you know, if you know the optics don't look right, their PR person failed them. You know what, yeah. because what, that, what I mean by that is they didn't even have to show their face. They can do, they could have put, hey, this is an event that's supporting this, 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 right? And just make sure, it, you know, it looks good. It's appealing. But as soon as you start plastering, come on. Now, what you think you'll get from that? Nate, what you think, bro? And, and that's absolutely correct because, you know, are you wanting to promote your own organization? Because we all know that DNI is such a huge uh, topic uh, right now, you know, Um all right, so are you doing that for yourself? And then secondly, you know, when we talk about the education piece, you know, what about the schools? Are the schools in tune with Juneteenth? Are are we are we developing curriculum? Are we, you know, uh, getting that information in there? Are are you know? So it's 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 several things that come to mind, you know, when I when I you know when I think about this, and you know, and I I just hope that we're expanding, you know, uh, those uh, those thoughts. And I see Chris uh, stated that. Um, you know, it is, mm-hmm. you know, in some, in some locations, let's just be real, you know, it, it's probably not, you know, probably don't even come up, man. Probably and you know, come up at you all. know, it's crazy too, man, to your point. Um, I did not know that not every state celebrated uh, MLK. Holiday. Arizona definitely don't. See, didn't even know that. So, you know, I think essentially we all need to be an intentional Right. And making sure that all is included. So I guess the next part, though, if you really think about it, it's a great segue into how do we grow from this? So many things have been going on from the mass shootings to individuals fighting with each other. And we want and we still want to celebrate. Oh, and by the way, COVID is still active out there. Don't act like it's mm-hmm. not. Then they got this other joint coming up. What is the, the monkey pox? Like what? You see what I'm saying? How, where do we go from this? Where do we go from this? Big Nate, where we go? Yeah, you know, it starts with the culture and the climate, right? Like, let, let's, let's just be real. You know, uh, I think we lost our way. I think that um, we, we have to find a way to, you know, bridge the gap, right? To, you know, to sit down. It starts in the schools and it's knowing your why, knowing your purpose is not allowing, you know, your current situation, you know, to dictate, you know, your future moving forward. So, you know, it's making sure that we're able to uh, cross examine ourselves, our thoughts, you know, communicate, you know, uh, continue to project positivity. And it's tough, right? It's tough. And, you know, it won't happen overnight, but as long as there's continuous uh, amounts of effort placed forward, I think that will be all right. Mm. So, I mean, yo, Larry, what you think, man? I think first it starts with self, then it gets into the home, and then you go out to the community, and then you expand, right? So when I talk about starting with self, do your own research. Understand what it is 
that we're talking about and what it is you're trying to get after. And all right. And then you include your family into that and educate them on whatever it is you want to educate them on, whether it's Juneteenth or just being a, a productive civilian or whatever, a citizen, not civilian, but citizen, whatever it is. And then you progress on into the community and then you expand it on to your city. Uh, you know, you, it just that's how you bridge it. But it has to start within the home first. Mm. All right. Now, I'm gonna give this. I'm so I'm gonna give this to our uh, darkly packed uh, conservative brother. Okay, <laughs> right here. Okay. Now, look, Nate. Not Nate, but uh, her. Check this out. <laughs> what do you think about what Satchel says? Right. He says, "I'm interested." Right. You brothers and your brothers' thoughts. Ooh. What will critical race theory do to impact Juneteenth? I think what critical race theory would do to impact Juneteenth would it would be put more focus onto it. You know what I'm saying? I think critical what critical race theory is is a more deliberate, you know what I'm saying, focused look on how race relations are in the United States and not how they are and how we got here. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Why it continues the way that it is. You know, so you know, I don't know why America's so scared of I didn't know much about critical race theory. You know what I mean? So I don't, so I had to look into it before I spoke. Cause I'm like, why is America so afraid of this topic? You know what I'm saying? Why are they so scared of it? Talking about, I don't want my kids to grow up, you know what I'm saying? Hating themselves or, you know, mad at themselves. But it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? What do you think black kids have to grow up thinking about? You know what I'm saying? We got to grow up thinking that it's our fault that we live in these communities. You know what I'm saying? We got to grow up thinking it's our parents' fault. They don't want, they just, Ladies can't get it together when it was a system system throughout American history, you know what I'm saying, that designed it to be this way. Mm -hmm. Why can't we teach about what the system did, the systemic racism did to get America to this point? Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? We're scared, we're scared to have that, that conversation. Well, I we think, ain't scared. America's scared. Well, well, hold on. Now, now here's something else, too, man. And I want to touch on what you said as far as being afraid. But then I also want to touch on the impact, right, for the whole, you know, continuing the conversation for Juneteenth. The thing is, not everyone that has the cue, has the intelligence to articulate themselves as far as what uh, Juneteenth is, what critical race theory is, what does information that is not given to all of us does to us culturally. You get what I'm saying? But if you communicate with not a healthy balance of emotions and logic, then the emotions is going to be heard and the logic it will be missed. So I believe the right individuals need to be in the right positions to use their voice effectively. You get what I'm saying? Not everybody can have a mic in their hand and talk that good talk. Right. So it's important. Now, there's some individuals that are afraid to have the conversation. There's some individuals that's afraid to hear it because, you know, the uh, 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 what they say, the, the the hurt dog hollers. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the hit dog. Hollers. So but the thing is, it's a growth process. And I believe some individuals have growing pains that they just don't want to, you know, be a part of. Nate, what you think, bro? You know that's spot on and uh go to uh to add on to that it's not that people uh aren't afraid i just that sometimes it's people just don't know how how to ultimately communicate you know what is it that they're saying and then also know your audience so if you just got some some person up there that's just sitting up there speaking or whatever just to do a touch and go what do i know about you what is your credibility you know how do you interact you know 
amongst you know society how do you you know promote certain things so yes i'm going to be that individual that's going to sit up there and judge you on what it is that you have to say and how you say it so it's those parameters there but um um is first of all are you genuine are you authentic you know are you CRT, I tell you, it's tough, right? It's a tough thing because people have their own values, their own beliefs, you know. And when we talk about something at, at, such as uh, at this ma of this magnitude, it's how can you present your voice without being stopped, right? How do you sit up there and convey and not be uh, short of what it is that you're trying to convey due to the fact that, you know, that member that may be sitting next to you, um, it's, it's just not, you know, about that or whatever, you know, so it's, it's a lot, but it's continuous growth and it's continuing to challenge individuals. All right. Hey, listen, so here it is. A hey, shout out to you again, uh, Ashley. And this, and I really think that this was necessary. So, so, so listen, she says, we still deal with modern day slavery, like section eight, a father cannot be in the home and be on child support. All right. Uh, they still take the black man out of the home, leaving the woman alone and uh, other examples. So, you know, I believe we are still dealing with different levels of trauma that you can't even touch. Right. So if you can't touch it, it's hard for you to even explain it. But you see it on individuals faces and you hear it in the way that they connect, but they don't know how to touch on it. Harm, what you got, man? Because I see you you want to touch on it. Hey, man, don't forget, I'm still here too, now, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. First or We watched the documentary. We documentary that talked about that, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, what was it? The Uncle Tom? Uncle Tom. Man, speak speak on that. What you, what you I, I was right going to bring that up. That's why yeah, I agitated. That, that, was, that was the caveat. <laughs> there was the caveat. Yeah, it was coming. It was coming. All right, all right. So I brought up the Uncle Tom documentary on Netflix. And I highly encourage you guys to watch it, but you have to watch it with an open mind, okay? All right, it is political. It's talking about politics, I will tell you that. But where I was going with this is that I'm an open mind person. So I like to hear different arguments because one, it tells me where I lack attention to detail at because of a lot of the core values that I was raised up with. And that, that documentary really opened my eyes and I'm not going to give it away. I just want you to watch it and get your own interpretation of what you think. And that's where I was going with the whole Juneteenth thing and, and, and just what can we do to celebrate it? How about we educate ourselves? And you can start by just looking and digging into your own family history. Make it a fun project. You don't have to be the broad spectrum of people you don't know. Dig into your family history and see how your family members may have contributed to Juneteenth or the aftermath of being out of slavery and then go from there. But what I liked about that documentary is it really did open my eyes to, damn, you know, maybe I am thinking differently. Maybe I was programmed, so to say, to think a certain way. And now that I'm a little older and a little bit more educated, it's like, you know what, maybe I need to start thinking broadly than what I was consumed with. And I would, I, again, I'm not promoting the documentary, but I just think it's an, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's eye opening to at least provoke thought. That's all I'm going to say. No, no. Now, so so look, Larry, you said something that made some sense, man, as far as connecting with your family. Mm -hmm. But I believe is extremely, extremely important. However, the hard part is removing 
the family shame, the family drama, the family hurt, the family this in order to get to the healing piece. You see what I'm saying? Like low key, there are some individuals in your family or my family right now just because I can't stand their guts. And because of what they said a couple of years ago or, or even back in the 80s, they got the keys there. But because of my own ego, I won't say, hey, listen, at the end of the day, I do love you. Whatever happened, I cannot control that right now. And you can't change that right now. How do we grow from it? So before we even look at the holistic view of Juneteenth, to your original point, getting your house together, your family together, but being able to have those crucial conversations. Now, how important do you think that is, even though even with individuals that you have to break the mold right to get to the goal? What do you think about that? And that's that's important. I mean, you make a good point, but here's my counterpoint to that. See, see, look at you. Look here's at my you. counterpoint to that. <laughs> our question: Why we're so opposed to the critical uh, race theory? Well, like, what's the intentions behind that? Why is it that we're fighting to keep it out of schools? Is it because we're trying to not shame a particular race? I wouldn't call it shaming. The truth is the truth. It is what it is. What I think the what most folks are afraid of is once you hear it, your thought and your mind start turning, it starts turning, and now you start looking at your, your ancestors and America in a different way. That's yeah. what I think is thought provoking. Yeah, it's thought provoking, but and Nathan, I'm gonna ask you this too. How do you think how important do you think it is to dig and get that information within your own family first? You see what I'm saying? Regardless of the school, because sometimes we put so much on schools and organizations. Hey, y'all supposed to say this, but damn, we won't even say it in our own household. You see what I'm saying? It is hard to trace our family history, too. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's hard, but what I'm saying is, well, hold on real quick. What I'm saying is, Larry, is not the critical race theory. Let's talk about our own our own history like we have individuals in our direct families that have those keys but because of whatever drama because of whatever issues or insecurities that we have we don't even want to get over that but we're expecting organizations to do something for us that we won't do for ourselves go ahead right. and, and i want to add on because there was a comment from miss uh, i believe miss tracy murray or um <laughs> stated that you know it's it's this generation and it ties back to what you were saying, Seth, is the fact that it's a generational curse, right? There's a generational curse within our own within our own uh, homes, you know, that we have to break, right? We have to have those tough discussions in order for us to be able to clarify, you know, and understanding. And like I said earlier, bridge that gap because when you can't communicate and you hold on to things for uh, for years, guess what's going to happen? Is going to intercede and is going to continue to affect, you know, the uh, the lineage of that uh, family for years and years and years to come, right? So when we say, you know, uh, it's this generation, we play a part in that, right? It's it's when people say, oh, it's this it's this generation, you know, I, I use this, um, I took this from, you know, uh, uh, um, being in the military, right? I took this from someone else and they say you have three types of generations first generation is pick up that shovel and dig yes sir yes ma'am got it second generation pick up that shovel and dig um um what's in it for me and then uh today's uh generation pick up that shovel and dig well why 
you know, so we have to learn to adapt and we have to learn to sit up there and, you know, come correct and, you know, educate. That's the main thing. And as long as we continue to do that piece or whatever, it changes the whole paradigm moving forward. It gets us back on the straight and narrow and it allows us to go in to think uh, freely of, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm responsible for. This is how I can continue moving forward and contribute in the society that really don't give two dams, you know, about what it is that I do. But as long as I have the competence, the confidence, and know who I am as a member, I can still be a productive citizen moving forward. See, all right. Can you can you pop uh, Ashley's comment back up for me, please? Uh, this one right here. Right here. Okay. This is this is where we begin with breaking generational curses. Go ahead, read it again, man. For those that can't we, hear, we so. still deal with modern day slavery, like Section Eight. The father cannot be in the home and be on child support. They still take the black man out of home, leaving the woman alone. And other examples. You know, when we talk about generational wealth and all that type stuff, you know, first it begins with two income family. You know what I mean? Mother and the father. And if and you go back to the documentary that we was talking, I was talking about with Larry, it kind of breaks down when that all began. And you will see that's when the downfall of the black, the black communities wasn't always horrible. You know what I'm saying? We had thriving communities with a lot of businesses and stuff like that. You know, we had that stuff. But there was a switch when, you know what I'm saying, we started relying on government assistance. That's when the switch happened. Black people didn't always do that. So, you know what I'm saying? What Ashley, what Ashley posted, what she said, we talking about breaking general generational curses and all that stuff. That's the first thing we need to work on is building, building the family back up. You know what I'm saying? Promoting black families, them staying together. You know what I mean? That's the first thing. You know, I, I think it's important. Yes, it is. Um, and also understanding who you are as an individual and then who are you within your family? You get what I mean? Because sometimes we think that certain roles are gender specific. Certain things are uh, culturally specific. How can you be effective in your home? You dig what I'm saying? Do that part first. You get what I'm saying? And then start to educate yourself. Okay, cool. Now that I got this understood, there's some things that I'm dealing with. I'm still healing from other past hurts. However, my responsibility is not to place this on my daughter, to place this on my son. So I need to make sure they have as much information at their, at their exposal, right? Disposal than I've had. In my own, you know, my own lifetime. So, and so, what you say is on Prime? It's on Prime, not Netflix. My my apologies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, hey Nadine, hey shout out to shout out to Nadine. She's watching all the way in the UK, right? We appreciate this. So she says, who we are as individuals and accepting others is the first step, in her opinion. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right. Hey, so go ahead, Larry, man. Hey, last word, man. What you think? Yeah, man. I I love these conversations. Y'all already know. So I think this is a great, great segment, different topics, different angles, different perspectives. Uh, let's keep it going. And sorry to the lady that we're supposed to have on, but hopefully her son recovers, you know, from the whole COVID incident and we'll see her next time. But uh, overall, uh, great discussion. I hope the audience enjoyed it. Yeah. Hope so too. Big Nate. 
Yeah, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Albert Einstein when he says that we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we use when we created them. Meaning that as long as, as as we move forward, you know, we can't use the same cheating style methodologies that, you know, I was brought up with for my yeah. children moving forward. So in order for us to move forward, we have to learn to adapt and we have to learn to continue to have these conversations and understand this true meaning. And um and you know, and I think we'll be good, but a great conversation. And and Larry, you know, I see you, man. You here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, looking real good, by the way. Hey, shout out to you and your internet, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's acting right now. Woo, man. Hey, y'all, listen. Larry finally got out of uh damn uh DSL and, and what is it? Uh, y'all remember Roadrunner Internet AOL? Anyway, hey, go, hey, go ahead, Hern. What you got, bro? Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to speed this up because I want to uh, make sure we got enough time to get that tourniquet off Nate's neck. So, uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about culture. Nate brought up, man. Uh, we we we. Briefly talked about the school shootings, man, and the culture in the United States when it comes to weapons, it needs to change. There's other countries in the world that have the same kind of depression, same kind of spousal problems, same kind of financial problems, but they don't have the same kind of mass shootings that the United States has. We are too infatuated with guns. Uh, I have a gun myself because people, I, I can't be the only one without one. You know what I mean? No, but I never shot that. that mug. I don't know if a flag that says bang gonna come out if I shoot it. You know what I mean? I don't know what's gonna happen. But if we really want change, you know what I'm saying? We gotta start with gun, the gun culture in the United States. Mm. All right. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully y'all got something out of this, either some some information, even a couple of laughs. But keep this in mind. We wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for you. And also too, the main reason for the lion's den is for leadership, growth, development with action. So we're not just talking about this. We are holding ourselves accountable and we're asking you to do the same thing. Hold us accountable because we don't have a problem holding you accountable, y'all. This is what we do. Hopefully y'all have a great rest of this weekend. Get it in. Enjoy yourself. And we'll holler at you. One. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.